0: Thank you for joining us on this journey.
1: Hello there, and welcome back to Doula Tips and Tits. Um, Today, I want to make the argument that as a doula, you are also a business person. Now, before you sign off and just write me off as irrelevant to your life now that I am talking these crazy nonsense things, I want you to take a minute to really consider what it means to be even an independent contractor, if that's how you're kind of living this life out as a doula, if you're working for agencies, or if you're primarily taking births as like a backup, you are still a self-employed person, at least to some extent, okay? Now, um, the reason that I like to bring this up that I kind of come back to this topic on a regular basis is that many of us as doulas get into this work because we love helping people, because we love um, the kind of interaction, the emotional support that it is, and the um, advocacy that's involved, and those kinds of awesome aspects of our work is part of what we love and the primary reason that we do what we do right? That means not many of us have a background in things like marketing or accounting or legal anything, right? Or um, copywriting or any of the skills that it takes to be a business owner. Now, again, resist the temptation to turn this episode off and walk away due to overwhelm. I promise I am not starting this off by being like, so if you don't know all those things, you're not going to do this well and you need to learn all those things. That's not where this is going, okay? I want you to take a minute to think about how a business shows up in the world. Now, for this argument, maybe just think of like in your sphere, in your town, in your area, right? Um, they, You hear about them either from like you see signs around, you've like seen them on social media, you've heard someone talk about them, someone else knows someone that has mentioned something to you. These are all different ways we become familiar with a business. Now for doula work, I think we kind of start out sometimes thinking like I'm just going to like find pregnant people somehow and be their doula. But the reality is that the business aspect of it has to also be something you're working on. Now, I will not make the argument that you can't be a good and wonderful doula if you suck at business stuff. That is not the case. And in fact, I would say that you have the capacity to learn all sorts of skills that you do not currently have. So If currently at this very moment when you're listening to this episode, you do really suck at business stuff, that's okay. You are not a lost cause, okay? And it's fine to continue to show up in your like kind of crappy way if that's what you feel like you're doing, right? Um, When I talk about social media, I often say things like, Scroll back through my Instagram (laughs) and look at what I used to post. And my Instagram, I will be the first to tell you, it is still not like a, you know, amazing level of social media marketing. It has gotten a hundred percent better from what it was when I first started. And I literally was like, I guess I should post some stuff on social media, like that is literally where I started. So if you're thinking, I guess I should post something on social media, that is actually where my business began in terms of social media presence, right? So that is a normal place to begin. So do not think, okay, I have to now add this one more thing to my list of things I have to like master before I really start being full-time as a doula. No, that is not what I'm saying here. That is not the point of this episode. The point of this episode is to get you to think about what things about business do you need to learn, at least in a rudimentary way, in order to do this work really well and set yourself up to not have a lot of headache later. Now, some things that I will just start out with um, to give you a sense of what I think should be kind of your beginning point. One is, absolutely taking good care of your finances. What I mean by that is keeping track of them. Like what things are you spending? Are you buying food when you go to a birth? Keep your receipt. Do you use gas when you drive places? Most of us do. Then, Or you take a metro or train or a bus or something like that Then you paid for your fare to be on that public transit. Then you, that is all stuff that are expenses for your business. The reason that it's important to keep track of expenses is that those are all write-offs in your taxes. If you're listening to this and you're not in the U.S., disregard this little tiny portion of it because I don't know the tax system outside of the U.S. at all. And I would argue I don't even know the tax system in the U.S. all that well. I am not an accountant or a CPA or any of that. But if you are self-employed or if you're a 1099 employee, you pay your own employment taxes, meaning that you maybe have had a job before where every month taxes are taken out of your um, salary or your paycheck or whatever in a self-employment situation that is not the case so that means you're paying potentially a larger chunk of taxes at the end of the year than you would otherwise pay if you had like a w-2 employee kind of position somewhere what helps to counteract that is having your expenses clearly tracked so that you can counter them from the amount of taxes that you're needing to pay Um, I use a program called QuickBooks. There are tons of other programs out there. That program is the one that feels easiest to me. I've been using it for a long time, so I know it really well. And so I use that to track my mileage, to track my expenses, to put in receipts, etc., etc. It also is really lovely because it connects with, um, how I do my taxes, which is TurboTax. And so I can kind of upload everything there and it makes the whole process much more streamlined. Um, so that's one thing is know your finances, keep track of the money you're spending, both in trainings in like if you do doula coaching with me, that's absolutely a write off on your taxes right? So keep track of that stuff so that you can get some of that tax credit at the end of the year. um The next thing is have some brand consistency, and what I mean there is kind of choose the like vibe with which you show up, right if you're a person that's like always posting like super chill flowers and like, I don't know, pastel-ish things or like neutrals and things like that. Be consistent there. Don't start posting like neon colors at some point. Keep a consistent idea of kind of where you're going in terms of branding. Now, I do have an episode coming up with an awesome guest who I have learned so much about branding and color patterns, color palettes and things like that from. And so she is going to give you so much more information than I ever could give you about this specifically. So stay tuned for that episode. I will let you know when it is coming. Um, It's coming soon. I'm interviewing with her very soon. So the other thing that I want you to think about is how you're talking about your services. Sometimes when we get started, we are kind of like, hey, I'm a doula. And that's great. That's fine. That is okay. And also it's important to like, Have a sense of what potential clients need and want to hear from you because that will guide what you share on social media, but also how you show up in other places as well in your business. So that can be incredibly helpful in terms of figuring out what you want your messaging to be as you're like writing a post or talking to a potential um, collaborator or something like that you have a better sense of what you even want to share with those folks because you have a really clear idea of what it is that you want people to know about how you function in this work. Okay. Now the last thing I want you to think about for today is not being afraid to mess it up. Now I say this, of course, with an entire entirely huge asterisk. <laughs> that is I get that it feels like the stakes are incredibly high to do business stuff accurately I am not saying, oh, just do it half-heartedly and like don't care if you mess it up. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you're going to suck at some parts of this right now and you'll be better at them later. So whether or not that looks like maybe later in your business being able to afford someone who this is their whole job. I am really fortunate to have a virtual assistant at this point, but that is not someone I've had on my team for very long. And so she actually is the person who uploads these uh, podcast episodes for you. I don't have to do that anymore, but that's something that I did for over a year before I brought her on. And so she is, I can tell you, a thousand percent more efficient at doing this than I am. It's alarming how much time it was taking me to do it and how much time it takes her. It's like a tenth of the time it took me. And so she is clearly a tremendous asset to my business and my team And I love having her on. And also, I could not have brought her on to my team before this year. I did not have the income before that to really sustain having another person that I'm consistently paying. So it is possible that for now, you just have to kind of do your best in some of these things And then in the future, you can look forward to the possibility of outsourcing some of it to people who actually enjoy doing this stuff or who actually do it really well. And it's not necessarily something that you will need to continue doing forever, okay? Just because you suck at it right now doesn't mean you always will. And also, it could be something that you just eventually get to outsource. So I do want you to stay tuned for um, the next couple we have a couple episodes coming up soon about both copywriting and kind of your website information from an awesome copywriter that I have learned so much from in the last couple years. And then also a conversation with a really fabulous branding um, specialist who works with color palettes and fonts and all of that. Like what is your company's brand and style and vibe? How do you show up in this work? And she is such an awesome resource. And so I'm really pumped to have those two guests coming and they'll kind of dive into a bit more detail about the parts of this that I don't know as well, because you benefit from that as much as I benefit from that. So um, in the meantime, I do still have space in the 2023 podcast schedule to add some questions that you have. So I would really love to hear from folks what your questions are that could be added to that list for the podcast this year, because it means so much to me to hear from you. And also because I want this podcast to be incredibly relevant to you. That is why I do this. And so please do reach out to me on Instagram or on TikTok and let me know what your next episode question would be. If you could ask anything and have it answered by me on this podcast, what would that be? And it can truly be anything. I am happy to dive into it with you. And if it's not something I can answer in an episode, I'm happy to just answer it over message with you, like have have a little chat online. So send me a quick message. Let me know what that thing is. And I look forward to connecting with you. Until I talk to you again, I wish you well-informed, consent-filled doula experiences.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Doula Tips and Tits podcast. If you learned something today or had an aha moment, we'd love for you to share that on Instagram and tag us at Harad doula so we can celebrate alongside you. If you found this podcast helpful, we would so appreciate you taking a second to leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcast app. That helps other doulas find us as we do this work together. This podcast is intended as educational and entertainment. It is not medical advice or business advice. Please consult your own medical or legal team for your own needs around